Shut up and sit down. Hey, hello. How are we all getting on? Welcome back. So, it's the second podcast, Tech Earth by Goose, the podcast where we try to make technology well a little less boring and a bit more fun. What are we going to talk about today? That's simple: virtual reality and augmented reality. There's been a lot in the news about both of these technologies in recent weeks, so we thought we'd have a dive in, figure out what's going on, why the money's being spent on it, and why is nobody really using it. We're also going to have a look at the iPhone X, the disaster that has been the iPhone X. There's been a bit of news out about that during the week, so we're definitely going to have a look at that and find out what's going on there. And finally, to wrap it all up, we're going to have a look at some games. I don't know if everybody's noticed recently, but Fortnite and PlayerUnknown, they've been massive. So we're going to have a look at what our favourite games are on the market right now, some games that are coming up, and what we can expect to see. Joining myself and Dino on the couch this week is our man, Gary Cronenberg Cronin, the gamer, the gadget man of Goost, GGG, like the boxer, I guess, but not. Anyway, rather than me waffling on anymore, how about we just dive in and get this started? But um, see you on the other side. Hey, Dean. Hey, Gary. Sorry, how are you? Yay, you're here, finally. This is great. So finally, <laughs> yeah, um, nice to have you again. So let's get started. Where do you want to? Gary seems as you're the the new man to this this week. Where do you want to start? Um, well, to be honest with you, I think we should start off on the VR. Yeah. Um, look, it's a, I think over the last eighteen months, maybe even two years, it's been big in the news, been big on the radar of everybody. But uh, look, I think it's fair to say it just hasn't taken off. That's that's an understatement. It's literally nosedived off the face of the planet in my mind. <laughs> it's just too much hassle, like and setting up the headsets and all that, and even the price of them. It's just easier to just kick back and just play with a controller in your hand. I think it's a nice novelty thing, but it just no, it's just one of those yeah. things that people can't be asked doing, like people who aren't tech heads. There are cheap models. Still, it's not even the fact that the price that's the issue. Like, it's just the hassle of having to set it up and everything. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's fun for like 15, 20 minutes, like, but you can't just sit down all day and play it. Like. Fair enough. Gary, what were you we saying? If you, if you look at kind of the, the, big, the big gaming thing this year, I mean, look, VR is going to be, it was all the, the big market for VR was always going to be gaming, particularly with, you know, PlayStation coming on board. Um, Vive were going heavy on the gaming side of things, but if you yeah, look, they've partnered big, with Steam, isn't it? If I'm correct, yeah, yeah, I mean, right. and then Oculus and Oculus Facebook were doing massive stuff together as well, and th- they but, had um, a partnership with Samsung, and I'm correct as well. Like it's the Samsung VR kit is an Oculus set that your S7, S8 fits into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even to the point where Mark Zuckerberg was actually at the last, um, I think it was at the, the launch of the S8 or an S8 Plus to go through or possibly at last year's CES to go through the whole new world of VR um, and when they launched their Gear 360 camera but you know from a gaming side of things everything has gone retro and as Dean said the idea of being able to pick up a controller turn it on play it for 20 minutes and then throw it aside whereas I've seen lads having to you know spend 40 minutes setting up a PlayStation VR and then nearly give you a tutorial on how to work the second thing yeah. it's just like do you know what? Do I need this? Probably not. Probably not. 
not for the money. No, it's the it, no. for me. It's really the it's the finance side of things. I mean, the Oculus is a hundred quid starting, and that's before you've even bought your seven eight hundred euro smartphone. The Vive is another you know four hundred euro piece of kit, but at least that's relatively standalone in comparison to the PlayStation, which is four hundred quid, which is the same price as the PlayStation. The only one that really stands out for me is the the Google Daydream, but it doesn't really have that much in the way of functionality but it looks really nice it looks great it looks really really good the only problem with it is it's not officially <laughs> available in Ireland, which is a pain do you think the pro the what HTC Vive Pro is going to change the game or what what I don't know like because like, the, the Vive Pro is a lot better I mean we were looking at it in a bit of in, in kind of light in a light manner last week and we were obviously saying that they've increase their their pixel count by like 80 percent almost so like the definition is going to be a huge 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 benefit this time around but is that where the problem is or like is it something else because i don't think it's the quality again i just think it's the hassle of it i mean like i got a ps4 there before christmas and this is the first console i've bought probably since my xbox 360 years ago and even the hassle of having to download games and then download updates and then install games. It's, it's enough hassle actually getting your games up to play on the PlayStation. Never mind having to like start to set up a VR headset. And like I know that obviously HTC is its own kind of con the HTC Vive is its own console in itself. But again, I just can't see I just can't see it taking off. Like last year we actually thought that VR was gonna make was gonna really be make a big impact on the market yeah but yeah. A, again it's just for the general population if i said to my mother or even you know just a random game or like you know like have you ever played a vr game they probably say no ask, him the, ask really. him the same question about vr porn well yeah that's a different story itself. So like <laughs> <laughs> quick 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 call of hands there of the three of us how many of us have actually watched something in you know some porn on vr i've experienced vr once and you watch porn. porn. No, what? Star Wars, which is basically porn for me. Gary, you're off the side. I will openly admit in public that I have experienced virtual reality porn. Yeah, so did I. I was. Yeah. It's the. Do you know what? It's the weird. It's 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 strange because, it's you know somebody somebody mentioned it to me. Let's put it that way. And it's 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 strange. It it is strange. Not, it is strange. Yeah. But you know you get to feel like you're there and. <laughs> it's it's been a long few months, all right. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just hope my girlfriend's not listening to this. Yeah. Well, well, for some, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but um, no, I reckon. No, no, I think, I think, I think Dane, I think Dane has hit on the point there. It's you know the whole hassle of it, the accessibility of it. Um, you take into account the fact that Apple actually hasn't launched any hardware for it, even though the you know. Yeah, but Apple have enough problems. It. Yeah, when you talk about tech, you know Apple being the, the the number one or number two, depending on the the you know the place in the world, um, and they just haven't gotten behind it. They seem to be more uh, concentrating on augmented reality more than virtual reality. AR does seem that, to be the big push. It does. It really, really does. There's a lot of good stuff happening in AR. Yeah. But before well, we actually Apple move did. on to that, I suppose we should actually probably. To tell people what VR or virtual reality actually is, that's probably a good point that we've missed. Yeah, I mean, it's just basically like <clears throat> you stick on a headset and it just puts you into a different world. 
simulated world like basically yeah yeah kind of like a simulation that's similar to what you see on tv except obviously it's just on a headset and you feel like you're really there like there's loads of videos we've all seen all the videos on facebook and stuff like of um like there's some zombie game that is on it like and people would um wear it and they actually do get really scared and frightened and i have done it as well like i said with the star wars simulation and i turned around at one point and something jumped out at me and i did kind of drop jump a bit because you really do think that you're there um but again, it's just down to, it's just one of those things I experienced it. I don't really have any ex- um, interest in experiencing it again, to be honest, like I can't. Yeah, like, it's not going to work with movies, obviously, because you're not going to be able to sit there with a yoke on you for an hour and a half. It's not going to work with gaming, because again, you're not going to like binge a whole day of gaming, like watching it for, playing it for a few hours. You might not waste a whole day gaming. I, yeah. however, spent literally eight hours on the weekend balls deep on my laptop playing a game and I didn't even get up for food or air. I yeah. sat there and lost myself and it was fantastic. So, yeah, I can see the benefit for gaming. Gary, uh, we'll leave it on this and we'll leave you get the final word on VR before we move on to AR. What's the future life? For, what is what, what lies in the future for VR? Do we see it coming to a standstill or what do we think is going to change the game and make it um, something that's accessible? I think... I, I don't think you're going to see any massive leaps forward within the next 18 months i think if if this is going to go anywhere it is down to um it is down to other manufacturers getting on board i.e apple and um, once they get on board i think you'll get us you'll see an awful lot more um of the big developers coming on board from the gaming side of things it is still fairly niche from that perspective um is it a dead duck probably too early to say but, you know, it's the, the signs for me, the signs aren't good. For, for me, the signs aren't good right now, but I think there's so much money and so much effort being put into it. And I suppose in terms of technology, this is what the industry second or third time really pushing for VR. So it's something that the big tech companies really want to make happen. And sooner rather than later, they will. It's just what is that breakthrough going to be that brings us to that point, I guess. Long story short for me. Yeah, maybe, sure. So what time will develop? But when I say time, I mean it'll be a couple of years on the line. Maybe like a new generation of gamers, like when the kids who are like five, six, seven years old now start to get into like teenage years, it might be a bit more popular, it might be a bit more accessible and cheaper, and then it will take off. But over the next couple of years, I, I, I just can't really see it take off. Yeah. So, yeah, can we move on to something that's a little less... You know, depressing. Like we we, we we actually like technology here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, th- there's no point. Let's slamming everything. I mean, let's talk about where the big developments are happening. AR, augmented reality. It's it's where everything seems to be going, and the big push in technology is happening right now. So, who wants to lead the charge on this one, boys? Dean or Gary? Take it away. Go on, guys. What? Grant, well, to be honest, which is lots, I am actually really, really excited about AR. Yep. Yeah. So, if you're if, considering I've just put everybody on a downer about virtual reality, augmented reality is, for me, potentially, well, not potentially, it already is, but you know, it's it's a big, big thing. It's here. You know, the, it's here. Well, it's here. If you look at what Apple are doing in the States at the moment, they're testing out things like if you're at a baseball game, for example, and you know, American sports being notoriously bad for having people two miles away from the pitch. You know, whereas over here in little old Paddyland, we're, we're 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 used to being on the side of the GAA pitch. You know, Gary getting ball, his you know I mean? Gary getting his Super Bowl plugs in early. Well played. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, definitely Super Bowl Sunday. Make sure you watch it. Go Pats. Mm-hmm. 
But um, the idea being is that you can you you know you can get stats up on your player on your phone by just holding up your holding up your camera, and then statistics come up on the phone about you know how many home runs he's hit or you know if it's American football how many interceptions he's thrown whatever it might be. This sort of stuff is exciting. This sort of stuff is mainstream. It's it is amazing because like people one of the biggest apps that's on the any market right now is essentially an augmented reality app and that's Snapchat. I mean And Instagram, to be fair. Instagram to a lesser extent, but really Snapchat is where AR has shown its introductory abilities, I guess. I mean you have your your bit emojis, you have your filters. I mean bloody hell you have the geotag. So if you go to events now you get filters that are dedicated to yeah. location and that is essentially augmented reality yeah and like i said like it, it, it's not even the fact that a uh, case that's really under eyes like i think it's here um obviously we also have successful pokemon go was, oh, was that two years ago now but just over a year ago man i don't think it's they made a fortune uh well yeah they did make an absolute fortune obviously it was kind of a, sh- uh, a short-lived and it's apparently still going, there was some new still going. Well, I suppose in other countries like yeah yeah probably is I don't know how much in Ireland um, I have a mate who still plays it religiously it's actually a bit worrying but there's some uh, <laughs> Harry Potter game now that's meant to have been developed I'm not really sure what you're meant to do with it or if it's even that popular but um, it's just, it, is, it does go to show that like some developers are taking an interest in AR and I do think that on smartphones AR gaming can definitely work I'm not a big gamer on my smartphone itself like um, I'm not a gamer in general, I suppose, but like I do think that they're definitely. You're going to be so we go talk about games later, aren't you? <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, even you know the likes you can pick up the the toy guns where you stick your phone into it. I remember seeing them, you know, for Galaxy S3s years. And then you obviously have the likes of the Anki Overdrive, the Scalectrics, which is like futuristic with an AR. Yeah. Sideline, so you use your tablet to get like a graphic overlay of the track to make it look a bit more. Entertaining, I guess, which is pretty bloody cool, and they're not that expensive, well, I think. No, but this is the difference with with AR. AR now is it, because it's it doesn't necessarily need your high end. Um, you know, look, it's it needs a camera. Basically, that's all it needs. That's all you need. It's just a camera, and away you go. Basically, things like you know the, the amount of different the amount of things that that's available out there with AR, it's just I mean, it brings it more to the masses than than virtual, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I was doing my research before this anyway, just to get a bit of interest, and some of the stuff I stumble upon in AR is incredible. I mean, Hyundai, the car guys, do you know that in one of their models about a year ago, they got rid of the standard user manual and replaced it with an app, an augmented reality app? Wow. Yeah. So what you do is you get your phone or your tablet and, you know, pop the dash or pop the hood or whatever. And instead of having to flick through the book and find out, you know, where does the oil go? Where does the water go? You just put your phone over it and it puts the tags over the items and goes, you know, that's your oil. That's your water. That's your gasket. Don't put anything there. Don't be an idiot. Move on. I mean, that's one area that we're obviously going to see it. Um, Ikea have an app. It's called Ikea Place. And what you can actually do is if you're in your sitting room, pick your item of furniture and place it in your room. So before you even go to purchase from them, and that's where for companies, for big brands, I can really see the push for AR. Like, you know, clothing companies, you know, try on the dress before you buy it and then you can. Try on, Joe, if you're getting your furniture, put it in the room before you buy it and then purchase it through the app. So it's not just 
a learning experience or a technology experience. It's a, a purchasing pathway, I guess, which is why I think we're going to see you know big brand companies taking it on board because it is it's a, a an extra selling tool for them. So we even saw with um when Apple did a keynote when they were talking about uh, the ten and all that. They uh, were showing different things that you could do with the iPhone in terms of, like, I think I think it was called an iKit or something like that. You could download it and you could uh, kind of use a measuring tape out of it and you could use, like, um, mm. one of them semicircle things that you can make angles out of, like, so, sorry, even, even, for, like, builders, even for, like, builders and things like that, like, them, like I don't know, welders and people fitting pipes and that kind of thing, like, you know, it, it'll, it'll definitely make that easier. So in a few years down the line, again, when people my age start becoming like not even my age like people younger than me when people like um, are growing up with AR in their everyday lives it'll definitely have an impact in basically every industry in some way shape or form because they'll be used to growing up with technology and technology will just be easier to them rather than bringing their measuring tape and having like your toolbox and all of this kind of stuff yeah or kind of means everything then is done on your uh, on your smartphone pretty much becomes your or everything, even more than it already is now when you're talking about stuff like that. And even Q-looks at the moment. Is that why the Google Glass is happening, though? Is that why the Snapchat you know, the Snapchat lenses are happening, is to try to take that technology away from a phone and into your eye, I guess, is what they're planning on? Yeah, absolutely. I think what they're doing is they're taking up probably the mantle of what Google tried to do um, years ago with the Google Glass. So we're just probably a little bit ahead of their time when they tried that. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, it's, as you said earlier, on Snapchat being the probably the number one interface where augmented reality, you know, exists. It's the gateway. Why not go after? Yeah, absolutely. It really. Why is. not go after that technology? Why not bring in some hardware and try and you know enhance that experience? Absolutely. And when and, when biotech know. develop when the biotech develops, how far away are we going to be from having Joe an augmented reality interface within your actual you know range of vision? I guess. That's, that's the that's the potential that AR has in my in my mentality anyway. Mm. No, agreed. And even you know, well, that's I mean, that's, that's real kind of Skynet Terminator stuff right there, John. Do you know what I mean? So, well, yeah, <laughs> we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. But we're we're that's where we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, what year was yeah, Terminator Seven? No, <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah, the possibilities around AR are. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot more. I mean, the, the the downside for me is the com the commercial aspect. Um, again, back to the car thing. Um, Joe, the wind your the windscreen in your car, right? So I found that Jaguar and Hyundai had actually made augmented reality uh windscreens in a couple of models back even back as far as 2015 for CES just to prove that the, that the technology exists now if we have augmented reality displays and we couple that with self-driving cars that for me just screams advertising it's another avenue of advertising the same way that social media has become an advertising platform the same way that we now have advertising in the likes of snapchat that it's just another avenue we'll have a little ticker with breaking news in our bloody cars and yeah. that's another aspect of, you know, merging augmented reality with other technologies. I think that for me is why augmented reality and AR, or augmented reality is AR, but the reason why it's becoming such a thing is it's so malleable with every other technology that's around it. Sure, even I saw, I read there recently that, um, I don't know if it was a Premier League or, but it was definitely some soccer league, but 
basically the billboards that you see around the stadiums, you know, the moving signboards. Old Trafford. That they were, yeah, like Old Trafford. And like, it is an Old Trafford. What they're uh, basically doing is like, the people in the stadium will only see static on them things, but depending on where you're living in the world, that billboard will advertise something. So like for Ireland, it might be an Irish company, whereas if it's like German America company or Germany or whatever, whatever yeah. like it'll be suited to where you're actually watching it. The, um, and like, again, that's another version of AR. I know that we don't have to like, using uh, our phones or anything but it's still a way how companies are realising that we could definitely use AR as like the next kind of a gateway marketing yep so it's about like you're right then you're absolutely spot on does that get to a point then where AR will suddenly become overkill because every company is going to be bombarding you with a like for example not you know you turn on your TV to watch United play and you're being you know, bombarded with AR stuff. You turn on, yeah, fair, and it's popping up left, right, and center in your car. You've got ads hitting you left, right, and center when you're self-driving. You know, this way, it's is it does it become too much? At what point? Once I get the once I get a computer system that's like Tony Stark or like in Mission Impossible, where I can just wave my hands around and I see t- you know all my my shit rolling around in front of me. That's when it can stop. At that point, I really don't care. Once I can have a computer that makes me think I'm Iron Man, I'm happy. The, I mean, that Mission Impossible computer actually isn't that far away from reality. There's a fella that actually developed something using Raspberry Pi as a as a base way, and a, a, the, these kind of like gloves with sensors and stuff on it plugged it into the tower of his computer had these essentially glasses on and was able to display the computer through these glasses and use his hand as the controlling features again that was merging augmented reality with a computer system to create the first generation i guess of uh iron man computers it's kind of like even a version of like we kind of already have it in a sense that that um uh, on I, I think uh, yeah the HC Vive actually does it where you have your two panel things and like you can create art in the air basically you know you're looking at it it's obviously like it's not really there like but it's augmented reality art and like artists can actually like it's like they're painting in the air with their um with the the headsets on I know that's kind of going back to virtual reality again yeah. but um it's still kind of like hand in hand so um again though like I think that would be for a very niche market maybe for people like architects and this guy think who are designing buildings. But for people like me, Brand like us, who are like working in a in an office, like obviously that won't be very appealing. But there is definitely an industry there who would definitely designers. well, that would open arms. Yeah, designers and that I think three D printing, blah blah blah. Anyway, moving on from virtual and augmented reality, the uh, Apple 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 screwed up again. I love it. The failure <laughs> that has been the iPhone ten. Gary, tell us what you really feel about Apple there, will you? I know, I know, you're a lover. Oh, uh, Apple. Um, every every year when Apple released their new phone, if anyone remembers the uh, the Simpsons episode with the new Malibu Stacy doll, you know, with the new hat. Now with the new hat, that, that's one. That's your the the thing you say every year, every time a new iPhone every comes out. Every year, but it's got a new hat. Yeah, got a new hat. That's what Apple do every year. Um, They've done it for a long time, and it's starting to get depressing. But do you know what's even more depressing though is you know when they decide to do something new. It only lasts, well, rumoured, it's only lasting six to nine months. What's going on there? Well, like, the the big news that we saw this week was the fact that they lost $46 billion in shares in a week. In a week. 
That's that's outrageous. That's kind of unheard of for Apple. But I think you see the thing. I think the worst thing that they did when they were making the iPhone 10 was give it the same processor and camera as the iPhone 8. Because the iPhone 8 is actually quite an iPhone. I know it's big. It's exactly what you say. It's a iPhone 7 with a new hat. But it's a difference between I don't know maybe two or three hundred quid. I just don't see why for the extra what inch maybe not even of screen space. And for a phone that isn't that aesthetically pleasing compared to the iPhone 8, I can see why the iPhone 10 flopped, to be honest. So taking in mind that they've actually had to half their production levels because of the lack of uptake of the iPhone X, my question that I'm going to ask the two of you, and I really want to hear what your opinion on, on this is, Tim Cook, surely after Apple's failures over the last two or three years, his time must be... Not at all. He must be living on borrowed time at this stage. No I mean, how... Apple got rid of Steve Jobs at one point in time. How how how, how do you think that this fella's going to do if they keep losing shares year in year? What do you think? But they're still the most valuable company in the world. For now. For now, yeah. But, I mean, as long as Apple keeps its brand and people continue to love Apple and wear it as if it's a Abercrombie or a Michael Kors watch, the, it doesn't matter. Like the, the iPhone isn't the end-all and be-all of Apple. They still have their Macs. They still have the HomePod, which is coming out soon. They still have the Apple TV. Uh, they're trying to develop a um, self-driving car. So there's, there's loads of stuff going on in the back of, end of Apple. The iPhone has been around for 10 years now. You know? So if the iPhone fails, they're just gonna, they're, they already have three phones lined up for next year. So just because like this one model failed, and this has been the biggest failure since the iPhone came out, we haven't seen a flop like this. It's definitely not going to be make the difference of Tim Cook staying in the industry or as CEO, CEO or not. Touch an earth there, did we? Well, no. What's your opinion, Gary? Because just one flop isn't well, going to justify him being sacked from his position. Steve yeah, Jobs was hemorrhaging money back in the day when he got sacked. Yeah, no, I think you're right as regards of Apple. Look, Apple, are, Apple will always be around. And look, you know, people don't buy the, don't always buy the device. They buy the symbol when it comes to Apple, you know? It's the experience, uh, yeah. isn't it? Say again? It's the experience that they're trying to get you to buy into. Yeah, exactly. It's the whole ecosystem of Apple. And as Dean said, it's not just the iPhone. It's and they do look pretty. It's their MacBook range. It's their iPad range. It's their, you know, their home kit, which, um, you know, they're collaborating with so many different uh, developers on. Tim Cook, I think, you know, look, everyone's, the iPhone X didn't live up to expectation. And I mean, there's a number of reasons for that. You know, the design of it, as Dean said, it's not the, it's not the most, you know, it's not the sexiest looking phone on the market. Um, it's the same under the hood. It's pretty much the same as what you have on an iPhone eight. It's about the same size as the eight plus, but it's four hundred quid more expensive. Um, so it, yeah, look, it absolutely flopped. I think what you could see from Apple this year is serious game change when it comes to their to, to their phone. I think. The one thing you would say with Apple is if something goes wrong, they innovate. You've seen it in the past with you know any of their MacBooks that they've done way back. You know when Jobs was uh, was first looking at this sort of stuff. Yeah, I think what if if Apple get the next phone wrong and it flops in the same way, I think then Cook might be in trouble. But at this point, I mean, look, you know, there's they are still massively. Popular. So you think it's similar to the Samsung thing that after the note that they were in big big trouble, so they had to knock the eight range out of the park. Absolutely. So in your in your thinking, you know in your theory, sit tight and wait for next year's iPhone because it's going to be something spectacular. I would be surprised if they don't come up with something that would just absolutely blow us all away. 
So, so you're going to go against your now now with the new hat and think Apple are going to change it up? I think maybe for the first time in about you know six years they might actually bring something new to the table. I know I'm going against my grain there because I'm uh, and it's I'm a ballsy claim. I like it. Through. It's two weeks and two ballsy claims here from, on the show. From what I've heard now as well is apparently they're meant to be getting rid of the home button altogether and bringing out three bezel-less models. And be honest, I think you mean Samsungs. No, <laughs> like the thing. I love winding you up about this kind of stuff. The thing that Samsung has over every other uh, manufacturing industry is that they have patented the edge. No other phone, bezel-less or not, is going to look as nice as a Samsung. So, I'm not saying that they shouldn't concentrate on going full bezel-less and getting rid of as many buttons as possible. But I just think that aesthetically, they have to stop trying to compete with Samsung and just come up with some kind of a new design. Because unless they can somehow um, start paying Samsung, I don't know, royalties or something like that to be able to get the edge, which they're not, um, they need to kind of just kind of put it at the back of their mind and come up with some other kind of innovation. Like, because the Samsung has, has a doubt that T now, like the edge is beautiful as much as I don't really like Samsung. But um, like uh, even like the LG, HTC is a new bezel-less one now. Xiaomi have a couple of bezel-less phones and the iPhone, yeah. they just don't really look that nice. I actually prefer how the iPhone 8 looks over the 10 with the button. I yeah. prefer the button, I like the button. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that there. Yeah, you know. I mean, is the iPhone, like, people are saying that the iPhone X was a big flop, and I'm just going to act as a bit of a devil's advocate here, because obviously you've Gary, who's not exactly pro-Apple, and then you've you, who's quite pro-Apple, so if I, if I might, we've obviously seen changes in, like, the, the mobile phone industry in general, people seem to be holding on to mobiles longer, uh, people are buying mobiles less frequently, is this because of a lack of innovation in the industry in general that people are like, meh, I'm not going to buy the new toy? Or is it a case of they've gone too expensive? Or was the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X so similar to the 8 that nobody bothered to pick it up? Like, what's the contribute? What do we think? Gary, if you want um, to take. Yeah, I think, look, the, the cost, look, when it comes to flagship phones, the cost of the, the, cost of the now is absolutely through the roof. And when I say flagship phone, I mean, your top, top-end phones, so the iPhone X for Apple, you know, the, the P10 for Huawei, the S8 Plus for Samsung, these are the top, top phones. Yeah. And you're looking at pricing for these of over a thousand euro. Like, you could pick up a second-hand car for less than that, you know what I mean? But, you know, the, might, that might be a but the likes of the OnePlus, which you can buy flagship quality for a fraction of the price. At, well, this well, this is why we're seeing more and more people buy the likes of the OnePlus because the manufacturing that's coming out of China um, is top of the range, but as you say, fraction of the cost. Whereas with Apple, with Samsung, to a lesser degree, you're not just buying the product; you're buying the name. And no. I think that's what people are, you know, think at the end of the day, the Samsung phone is a Samsung phone. The S8 Plus, which launched last year, is an absolutely beautifully crafted piece of equipment, and Whoever bought that is not going to be ashamed to have that for two or three years. Well, you're on a two-year contract, so you can't really change. So it does seem to well, be that even the nature of the, the industry in general is meaning that you're holding on to the phone for two years, so you well, won't the other side of modify. It. Every time you walk in to sign up to a contract, it's you know generally it's a 24-month contract, unless you're buying these phones yep. SIM-free uh, without any sort of connection with it, in which case you're paying I mean, in general, in the Irish market at the moment, it's only 
what in terms of mobile phone contracts it's air only if you're patching it with like home systems that you can get an 18 month contract and there's the other brand that are about to leave the market who had a flexible rolling contract system where once you paid off the phone you were free to upgrade so yeah it's it's an interesting it's an interesting time i guess in terms of what's happening in the mobile industry what's happening with phones in general i mean the iphone is just a tip of the iceberg of what could be happening in general in the phone industry and it'll be interesting i think and it's something that we'll probably definitely talk about more as the new smartphone range comes in and like, will there be other big time flops because of similarities to previous brands or what is going to co- what's going to happen really do we have ideas on what we think is we're going to see or what's going to happen or is there tr- are people changing and obviously the thing that's going against cell phone manufacturers as well is that our processors are getting so good we don't need a new phone for another two or three years and as well like one of the big influencers that Ended, you ended up getting a new phone a few years ago was a battery going but I just read earlier on that since 2008 um, battery, battery battery performance in smartphones has increased by about 50% unless you're on an iPhone well no I should get my iPhone like, what, what's your battery on? take a shot <laughs> I, I know people that sign work who have Samsung Z and their phones and I always go down all the time like I know but again like it's, just, uh, it's, uh, it's the lifespan of the phone like if, your phone, if you can get like at least, if you can get up until 7 or 8 o'clock, if you can get home from work, home to your charger with your phone, you're happy enough the battery goes dead if you're getting the full lay of it. Um, and as well, like with the processes and that, if they're not really slowing down in there for a couple of years, there's no need for you to get a new phone. Now, you always have them people out there who need to have the next best thing, and that's great for all the manufacturers and that. But for me, I have my iPhone nearly a year now. It's still going fine. Uh, never really crashes or freezes on me at all. The battery still lasts most of the day. I mean, I, I don't feel the need to... I probably won't have to upgrade my phone for at least another year or more unless I have to slow down on purpose. On purpose, I should say. What do you think? That's another kind of worms thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might get into that next week. <laughs> so, so It's going to be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens at Mobile World Congress. That's at the end of February over in Barcelona. So, uh, you know, we'll probably, I, I suppose John will probably touch base on that another time, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You know? Oh yeah, we're definitely going to probably have an episode just dedicated to the to that conference on its own. I'd say there's going to be that much going on with that. So to summarize on the iPhone situation with the iPhone X, Apple, okay, iPhone X, p- pile of crap. Yeah. Pile of shit. They've uh, had their uh, production order there for um, the first quarter of this year. It was something 40. like 49 million. I think it's down to 20 million now or something like that. Yep. So obviously they're going to be selling it for the next probably year and a half or so. But production is going to stop very soon. So, Guys, what do you think? Um, yeah, the iPhone X, a disappointment overall. Look, I think, you know, it's... And this as well, year has to be big. Yeah. This year, this year has to be big for uh, for Apple. Otherwise, serious questions are going to be asked about. Um, and I think the worst thing that yeah, yeah. And I think the worst thing Apple did as well is they just simply priced the price of iPhone X out of the market. I mean, like to be able to think expect for people to pay thirteen hundred quid for a phone is just it's it's just basically it's insulting awesome. their intelligence, really. It's extortion at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really, really, really okay. I'm just conscious of the time. Um, so, what I'm going to before we move on to the games, one phone on the market, one phone only. If you had to pick any phone on the market right now that you want out of your pocket, 
and you had to pay for it yourself, what phone's that going to be? Gary Go, then Dean. If I had to pay for it, uh, I would probably go actually a Samsung A5 2017. Oh. The A5 2017. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what? I think with the A series with Samsung, they just are, tend to be like the flag, uh, Samsung flagship two years previous. So like the A5 is like they say uh, yeah, S6, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, 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 you know, it's a suit up. It's a suit up S, it's S7 actually. It's probably, it's very similar under the hood. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's just an absolutely cracking piece of equipment for the price you pay for. Yeah, yeah. Interesting call. Good price. Good pricing as well. Like it's very relatively easy. Oh, price. You, you, you pick one. You pick one of them up for free versus eight hundred quid for a for a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're signing to a contract for like three hundred quid, if you're buying it right. So. True, sir. Get around. Not copying that. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that. Dean. Uh, if I had to mail it around, I'd have to probably go with the uh, OnePlus just for the the specs in it and. Um, to much I use my phone, like I do need a good processor. I'm constantly listening to music on it. It's not even work. I, I do need a good processor and just the price of it. And being honest, if I could get my hands on the Star Wars edition that is only on sale in India, I'd, I'd very much like to have it. But I'm not. It won't possibly be for me, definitely. I'd be looking at the Huawei range. Yeah, Huawei. Or, yeah, what is this? What's the second? Uh, what's the current second model in the Huawei range? Because I was looking at that recently, and it's very good specs for. The light. Three, yeah, the eleven light is the, it? The, the, the light, yeah, great specs. It's not far removed from the flagship model, and the main difference is in the material that the phone is built with. If you don't mind having plastic instead of aluminium and glass, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, screens now. Yeah, big big screen, lovely phone. The Huawei stuff is for me. I, I like how they look. I like how they work. Yeah, not good and. If it was money out of my own pocket, it would be the light version because that's a nice kind of almost premium phone, similar to the A5, I guess. So yeah, can we can, can we have our fun time now and talk about games? I love games. Gary, you're with me on this. You you like your games. Dean's oh, going to be silent and shut up for the probably the foreseeable future because he's got no no <laughs> game about his no, body. <laughs> What's the last game you actually played? Do you play any games, or are you no, just I like an eight year old man the whole time? I completed a. The remasters, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Which I was hoping you'd say Xbox. Crash Bandicoot. But, um, okay. but I finished that in like four days. And I haven't played online on it simply because it's going to take me about six hours because I had to download some updates to play online, which has gone stupid. There's only two consoles that got ridiculous these days. Back in the day, if I wanted to play online, I stuck the disc in and I went online and played. Now, it takes me two days to set up the online that's because you live in the middle of nowhere and you have yeah. an internet connection of 0.01 of yeah, the make that's not anybody's still, fault other than no it's your... still not a hassle because you have to <laughs> move house no you have to download the game onto your xbox then you have to install it and then you have to make another download like it's, it's so much hassle gaming these days no, I know that when it gets set up it, when it eventually gets set up you don't have to do it again but it's it's just I just can't be bothered but know, like when, when the new FIFA what came out I pre-ordered it and it came down I woke up in the morning. Happy, the game is there. If you're falling over game again, you need to get yourself one of the old Mega Drives. Yeah, yeah, an old Sega Mega Drive. Give me that and a bit of Super Mario, and I'll be happy as a pig and shit. The Nintendo Switch. <laughs> or the Nintendo 64. No. And Mario 64. The Nintendo Switch is where it's at for me at the moment. I love the look of that. I think that's that's amazing. I've seen it once in person. Um, it's grand. What do you think, Gary? 
And I actually haven't seen too much of it. Uh, I'll be switch to be honest with you. I think look, Nintendo or Invaders, um, even with the Wii and that, but I haven't seen too much of it. I'm actually at the moment I've gone I've gone seriously retro in my game. I really have. Um, like the last game I played was Mortal Kombat Three, and you know not the remastered version, the nineteen ninety whatever version. Um, of Mortal Kombat 3, that was the last game I played, and it's just so, so good. Yeah, it's a good idea, like, it is a very good idea, and obviously I will definitely appeal to, like, the uh, younger generation, like, you know, like, people probably, kids probably 12 and younger, like, who like playing their, uh, Mario games, the Mario games and stuff like that, um, <clears throat> and, like, Nintendo, like, that's always kind of been the target market, market I think, for the younger generation. Um, family so, social gaming I guess yeah yeah. So, so, like, you know, Nintendo are definitely not going anywhere anytime soon they've been around longer than all of the other lads put together I'm pretty sure they've been around since like the 1800s or something like that Nintendo yeah um, yeah, it is a great idea but again uh, I, I just the reason I stopped gaming was because I just couldn't play online back in the day when everyone was playing Call of Duty online I just kind of got out of it and I, uh, I picked up FIFA 18 when I got the PS4 and I just can't figure out ultimate team there's like eight different ways that you can play it, and I just don't have a clue what I'm doing. Just give me two pads and one of the lads, and I'll have it out. Do you want a game after this? I'll whack you. Yeah. Grand. Any any games you're playing at the moment, Gary? Uh, no, I'm waiting on a particular game that's coming out next week, um, which I am really excited about. What you waiting um, on? If anyone's played it on the PlayStation 2, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, which is actually one of the highest ranked games ever made for PlayStation. Oh, really? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Now, it's one of those games that when it came out, nobody outside of you know, your hardcore gamers knew about it. And then it just steamrolled itself when it was on PlayStation 2. And it's the most basic uh, concept. It's literally you, a sword, and a horse. And you're taking on these absolute behemoth colossus. Um, and you've just literally got to try and kill them with you and the yeah. sword. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're 100 percent right. I mean, it's, it, it's it's being released now on PlayStation in a week's time. I am super excited. Um, as you can probably tell. We actually, I, we we we're not connected on PlayStation Online yet, are we? Uh, no, we're not actually. We're, but that's something we really need to fix. Yeah, Jesus. We get uh, podcasts bringing people together. We can get uh, Martin involved as well to get an old four four player FIFA going or something like that. We can get a four way going. Woo. No, nobody else going to pick up on that. Yeah, I mean, for me, the the big game that I'm playing at the moment, it's the same thing I've been playing for the last, oh, I'd say 14 years, this year's edition of Football Manager. You know, since Christmas Day, I'll let the two of you guess, how many hours have I put down in the game since Christmas Day, would you guess? 100. Not far off. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with seasons here, you know, I reckon you're probably into about your 16th season. I'm about 60. 60. 6-0, six yeah. I said I haven't played 60 hours of gaming in the past 10 years. And that's, that, that's actually, do you know what? I definitely have not played 60 hours of gaming in the past 10 years. I mean, if you think about it, the two weeks off for Christmas, four hours a day on average. I mean, I play as Fulham. And my goal is to make them into a Champions League winning team. And I'm, I will get there by hook or by crook. No cheating, though. And the day that I get into the Champions League final, I'm saying it now on the podcast. If my Fulham team gets into the final, I'm going to wear a suit, I'm going to sit on the couch, play the Champions League music, I'm going to do the whole shebang, and it's going to be epic until I lose. <laughs> <laughs> I 
stick it on, stick it on a CV and apply for the uh, for the Ireland manager job. I uh, yeah, that's actually what I do. I have the wireless. I'm. This is how bad I am with this. I actually have the wireless keypad that I connect to the laptop, and laptop goes into the HDMI and the TV. So I sit back with a rather large football manager screen, which is delicious when you're looking at the spreadsheets and stuff. And this year's game, you obviously have things like player dynamics. So, like, you know, the dressing room mechanics come into play. So if I piss off a player with a contract situation, I could suddenly have 20 of them all unhappy with me. So you really have to know how to play not just the sport, but the background of the sport. Like, so the news conferences, the player management, training, staff, relationship with the chairman, everything comes into play and everything affects everything the same way that Premier League football does. We, we see it week in, week out with, you know, Premier League clubs and talks with managers and suddenly the manager's head head is being turned or a player's head is being turned and everything changes and football manager is the closest recreation to real life football in terms of a gaming platform and that's why I love it. Have you ever played a game? Uh, I played championship manager back in the day, 1998, 1999 when uh, I still when, you know, have I was, that. I was signing up the likes of Tony Yeboah and whatnot but since then. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Oh, the hero. The legend that was Freddie Adu. What? I just got to the point where uh, I just got to the point where I couldn't, you know, the, the, the commitment, the time commitment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I want to do, all I want to do is just pick up the controller and play. Yeah. And, and you know, four hours a day. Nah, you can keep. Yeah. yeah. I think of better things to be doing for four hours. It's it sucked me in badly. Okay, I had nothing else to do. I was. <sighs> if I can't even get the days if I can't even manage Ultimate Team, there's not a hope I could even wrap my head around. Look, to be fair, in my defence, I kind of, you know, I, I did a little bit of a da- bit of damage to my back before Christmas, so I was pretty much in bed for most of that two weeks. So I had nothing better to do. So you know, give me a little bit of grace on that one. I mean, fair, fair enough. We'll cut you some slack. I mean, have you played Fortnite? No, I have not played Fortnite. It's the one that's ever online at the moment. Yeah, one of my friends though keeps raving on about it, and he was the same as me. He was a massive gamer, but he basically said that it's just you go online, hundred random people, you just get thrown in, and it's a free fall. It's an absolute. It's it's fucking carnage. So I think I I think I have it downloaded at home. Um, It was like six gigabytes, and it was taking me like twenty five hours. So I just had my my PlayStation on all night. So I'm gonna go home later on now, and I'm gonna see if I can play it and see what all the fuss is about. Gary, have you downloaded it? That next month. Or next week. No, not yet, but uh, now that you mentioned it. It's, it's teams of four, by the way. Yeah, download it. Team Goose. We can have we can get all four of us and go have a go have a rampage on Fortnite. This uh, this sounds like a plan. This sounds like something I could give up four hours for. Yeah, yeah. 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 He- headphones in. Let's talk shite while we're not being recorded and go follow people around and try to shoot at them. I mean, what could possibly go wrong there, right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, and the other big game that's been all over the internet lately, Player Unknown Battleground. I have heard so much about this actually. I have heard so much about this, and my um, a, a friend of mine has been absolutely raving about this. And all he ever plays. We lost Martin for about a week because of that game as well. <laughs> he just he just vanished. One day I get a message going, have you played Battleground Player Unknown or whatever, or fucking Player Unknown Battleground? I was like, nope. And then I didn't hear from him for like a couple of days. He just went poof. What is this? What's, what, what's the premise of it? Similar to Fortnite, just drop into an open map and go cause absolute right. fucking mayhem. 
yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much, much it's just a case of putting you into a it's, it's putting you into a, a world where you pretty much kill everybody else and it's like it is it's online battle royale that's literally yeah what what more could you like what, 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 more do you, what more could you ask for that's it well apparently there's communities and everything online now where you know they actually go hunting in packs on battlegrounds so it's it, it's mad there's actually people living yeah i mean especially with the way things have gone with games and they're gone some of them got so convoluted i love seeing these games that it's just the whole premise is here here's a gun you know go do your thing yeah there's 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 no science there's no skill required here's a gun here's a map go do what you got to do we'll see you in a while happy days and that's what you want like that's why like that this is why i don't play games i can't sit down and concentrate on a story and get interested enough to play a story but i would happily enjoy going into a battleground with a gun and just shooting people and I, I actually played my friend the other day. It was just one-on-one Call of Duty. And he was a big into Call of Duty back in the day. And he beat me like 15 nil twice in a row. I was actually quite pitiful at it. So I mightn't actually be much good to you if we do get a four-player team together. But uh, see we we'll see what we can do. Hopefully in time I might be able to improve myself. Well, Gary hasn't played Fortnite yet. I've, barely, I've only played a little bit. I'm sure Martin has only played a little bit. So between the four of us, we're not exactly going to be fantastic, but let's... I'll be a bit crack. See where, see where it goes. Four lads in the zombie apocalypse that no one wants to save. You know, just leave them sitting in the corner. Leave them hiding in the corner. It'd be grand. Yeah, to be fair. Any other games that you're on? Uh, no, as I said, I'm, I'm very much on the retro bulls at the moment. Um, until next week. Um, I did pick up one of those. Uh, I actually was given one for Christmas. Um, one of the Sega Mega Drives, like eighty-five games for it. So like the snails, the snails minis and stuff like that, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's an actually, it's 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 a it's the Sega one, but it's got the old school Sega Mega Drive. Uh, they were impossible to get hold of. If you remember the half moon controllers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like it's proper proper retro, and of course. It's enhanced for. Uh, I'd have been only a nipper now when they, those were around, so I bear, I just vaguely remember them, Jack and I. Ah, oh, it's all my age. You, you were, you were. I am really, but yeah, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, Sonic, yes. Oh, 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 oh yes. That's yeah. that's that's what I'm at at the moment. Yeah, no, to be honest, I would actually love to be able to pick up one of them old Segas and get a whack of it because I used to be big into Sega back in the day myself. Sonic, I can definitely remember, and obviously it was Super Mario's. Um, I think it was anything else, really. No, it was just them two, really, I think, and then you got the likes of the uh, N64 came out. You had Duke Nukem. Did you play Duke Nukem 64? Oh, Duke Nukem. What a game. What a game. They do not make them like that anymore. I don't care how good your graphics are. (laughs) Absolutely not. Tech people, and we go back to the fucking early nineties for our favorite I, games. I, I swear, I, I'm pretty sure that Lens. there was like a room in Duke Nukem, and you went in, and there was like a picture of a naked girl on the wall, and that possibly could have been my first boner. That wasn't that the room that everybody tried to find when they played Duke Nukem. Oh, I found it. I mean, <laughs> and and with that, without a walkthrough on YouTube, and with that, Dean found his sexuality. And <laughs> guess what? I'm 100 percent sure this is going to be the clip for this week. <laughs> Last week you're talking about your titties. This week you're talking about your first erection. We're learning an awful lot of weird shit about <laughs> you up because of this. Oh wow! Actually, last question before we kind of wrap it up. Is anybody? 
Joe, you know, when you're on lunch and work, is anybody nipping around with you know, any mobile games at the moment? I mean, Clash of Clans was really big for a while. I was kind of obsessed with Disney's Magic Kingdom, which is not a proud moment, but it's a fact. Mobile games, anybody, anything? Anything of note, really? Um, I've actually downloaded something there yesterday. Ooh. That was actually, it's, it's um, on Android, it's called Brick, Bricks Breaker Puzzle. Um, and I downloaded it last night, and I am already on level 99. 99. That is how addictive this game is. That is how addictive this game is. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if anybody, anybody ever remembers, it's, I can't think of the name of the game, but it's where you had your, basically you had the platform on the bottom of the screen, you can move left or right, and the ball would go up and it would smash oh. the bricks at the top. I remember the game rather about, but I can't remember the name. But yeah, I definitely remember yeah. that. Essentially, it's a take. It's a take on that. Um, but it's just kind of it's it's not just one ball. It's like sixty or seventy, and you've got to shoot them at the bricks. Do you know what? If anyone out there is actually looking for a, a good game on Android, Bricks Breaker Puzzle. This is a plug, officially a plug here. Um, even though I'm not employed by them, download it. It is a really really Cool piece of kit. Yeah, um, actually, I might download that myself because I might download that myself because literally the only game I'm playing on my phone at the moment is you know Tinder. So yeah. yeah. No, it's never a big game on my phone now. But um, some games that I always did find good were them ones that uh, were built into Facebook Messenger. So you know, the way you had kind of like a basketball game, and um, you could play a couple of other games. You could play like uh, Tetris and things like that because they were just easy to play. They were really easy access. Other games as well I really enjoyed playing on my phone. I haven't played it in a while now, but um, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, oh, what's it called? It? Uh, it was like Scrabble, Words with Friends, Words with Friends. Such oh, a brilliant oh, game. Oh, yeah. You can obviously like I could play you, Gary, online, and you could make a move, and I don't have to make a move for a week. I could probably download the game now, and I could probably still have games active that I was playing like last year, you know. So like it's not a game that you have to give your full attention to, you can just play it on and off when you want. It's, and, um, it's just such a simple game to play and it's actually a really good game as well. I know it's only uh, Scrabble, but Scrabble gets a bad rap. Oh, it can't be a bit of Scrabble. Yeah. Heads Up is a fantastic game to play. Heads Up is a brilliant game to play as well. Especially if you're on the piss. Yeah, definitely Heads yeah. Up. Uh, well, it's basically shreds, and the person has to hold the phone up to the forehead, and the other people have to act out what is on the screen. So it might say like monkey, and the people have to act like a monkey, and then it actually videos their um, their acting. So at the end of the video, you can actually watch back all of their their movements, everybody's so reactions to it. Yeah, yeah great. Crack. And uh, one other one as well is uh, Evil Apples, which is essentially um, Cards Against Humanity. I don't um, play much games on my mobile phone. You've already figured out about three or four. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But um, this is over the course of probably like five years I've played this. But no, Evil Apples as well is definitely another one I highly recommend when you're drinking or even you don't even have to be in the same room with your friends again. Like, you know, all be in a separate houses and it's just, it's just good crack. Any other mobile games or are we good on that? Oh, okay. I'm addicted to this thing, so uh, I'll probably be on the level 150 by the time, I, you know, tomorrow morning comes around. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think for me, for me, when it comes to mobile game, I'll just pick up one game and I'll stick with it for a while. You yeah, just get, get yeah, just dive right in and lose yourself in it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just play it to death and then get and then move on. Cool. All right, I guess we'll wrap it up on this. I'm just conscious of the time that we're coming into the hour mark, so... Been great to have you, Gary. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, 
been nice to get you on. We'll get you back. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks' time. Do you think? Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Fantastic. I mean, before we wrap it up, um, let's obviously give ourselves a, a shameless plug. Ta-da! It's we're available now on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and any other place that you can get your podcast. Um, be sound. Leave us a five star review, even if you don't mean it. Really don't, John. Just be cool. Yeah. And help help yeah. brothers out, you know. Um, other than that, if you want to get in contact with us, we're on the Facebook, the Twitter machine, kind of on Instagram half the time. Snapchat. Snapchat's Sometimes. there. LinkedIn is there. And just remember, spelling is G-O-O-S-3-D. Yeah, that's important to remember. That's the most important part. So, yeah. And thanks to, and thanks to the, obviously the people who listened last week as well. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully you'll see them again this week and hear us talk more. Shite about technology. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's wrap it up on that. Thanks very much, guys, and I will catch you all in about uh, two weeks' time. Peace out. Shut up and sit down.